Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to another episode of the Point of Impact podcast. And today's episode is the first one really since this coronavirus has just totally exploded and the outbreak has really changed our lives. So I'm going to dedicate this episode to that, particularly after talking just about it in general. I want to bring some very uh, uplifting, feel-good kind of stories to you today to try to shift your mood and help you to think uh, about some some good things and some positive things. But before we get to that, let's just kind of uh, establish uh, the context and sort of the lay of the land. So here we are in a, an, un, just an unprecedented situation where many, many, many people are experiencing life in ways that they never have before. And it's created a, a new normal, at least for the time being. And we don't know what that time being is because we set these, you know, 15 days and then this or three weeks and that, but no one really knows what's going to happen, how long things are going to continue in the way they are now. And frankly, when I say the way they are now, I mean all these uh, draconian measures that are being taken. But of course, even by the time that this uh, episode is broadcast, things could change. And by the time you listen to it, you know, new things could be happening. You, You never know. But certainly, if you're like many people that are essentially restricted to their homes, you're looking for uh, things to do, and this podcast becomes uh, a real help to you because it gives you something to listen to. So maybe the first thing I want to say to you is that there's a a lot of podcasts, not just, uh, you know, this one here. Now, when I say a lot of podcasts, I don't mean a lot of other podcasts. I mean a lot of episodes of this podcast. There are 45 episodes, uh, including this one, that you can listen to. So if you're coming across this podcast for the first time, then want you to know there's a lot you can go back and listen to. And even if you've listened to some episodes and you have time now, you can go back and, again, cover some really great, great content that is on uh, this podcast and the episodes of the past and you just look through and you can see just a lot of really interesting and helpful podcast episodes. I think one thing to think about in this unusual season is how can you make this as beneficial for you as possible and one way is to work on your self-development on your own personal growth and there's no better way to do that than to listen to episodes that have to do with things like success and happiness and stress. These are just really, really helpful. And and then I've got these different one-off episodes that I do. And some of them have been very popular, talking about what are the success principles of some very successful people. And I've talked about a, a number of other things that I think you'd find helpful. So take advantage of all that is available through this Queen of Impact podcast in terms of all the episodes that precede almost a year's worth, you know, that precede what we're talking about today. And we are in this focus right now, influence. Now, I'm going to get back to that. I certainly want to finish one more very important episode on on the barriers to, to an effective or impacting influence. And we'll talk about that next week. But for right now, I just want to really focus in on this idea 
of the coronavirus and, and what can you do. So again, I would just highly encourage you to look into listening to some of the other episodes. Now, what you know? What else can I give you? Because boy, I, I, I'm a guy that has a lot of content, and if you've got time, I've got content. So if you go to rickmcdaniel.com, that's rickmcdaniel.com. There you can find uh, a lot of of you know what's available to you. You'll you'll see that there's uh, articles that I've written. There are uh, messages that I've given in my church that you could listen to. There's just tons of stuff. There's a weekly devotional that goes out every Wednesday that you could sign up for, as well as you could uh, sign up for archives and go back and read stuff from the past. So there's lots and lots. And then, of course, I have books out. I have uh, a a very well-known book called Turn Your Setbacks Into Comebacks. And boy, if we're not in a setback situation right now, you know, I don't know what what else you could call this. You know, how do you get out of the setback and into the comeback? And then my new book, You Got Style, and I was just on TV last week talking about it on a show, and I've got upcoming, hopefully, still will take place, other opportunities to be on television, talk about the book. It's called You Got Style, How Discovering Your Personal Style Impacts Your Faith, Family, Finances, and much more. And boy, if you wanted to learn about yourself and and others and really just could do a crash course in uh who am i how am i wired up what is my thinking style what is my uh spiritual style what is my parenting style what is my leadership style what is my time style what is my decision style i mean you could just really benefit and the book is available in hardcover and softcover. It's available in audiobook and ebook. So, however you want to get it, you can get it from my website and get a signed copy if you have like a hardcover or softcover. Uh, audiobook wise, you can get it from some 30 different audiobook retailers. And then it's available, of course, ebook, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all the usual places. So, I just really would encourage you you know, you have an opportunity here now to work on yourself. I got a lot of stuff that you can take advantage of, and I would just really, really encourage you to do just that. And and I would encourage you to follow me on social media. I tweet regularly, daily, on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Instagram. So on Twitter, it's just at Rick McDaniel. Instagram is Rick McDaniel 44. I'm on Facebook, Pastor Rick McDaniel. And so I just encourage you to. If you want ongoing uh, daily words of motivation, inspiration, encouragement, I'm your guy. You know, if, if you ever needed motivation, inspiration, encouragement, you need it right now. And I, I'm the guy that's been doing it for years, and I'm ready to ready to help you in, in any way I can. And I've been putting out a lot of stuff, and it's been helping a lot of people, getting an enormous response. And I'd love for you to be a part of it too. So follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, I'll I'll give you a lots that can really benefit you and, and help you in in just really a whole host of ways. So we are in this incredible situation, this just unprecedented reality that we are facing right now. Dystopia is the word that comes to mind. <laughs> the loss of utopia. We have lost it, man. It is gone for a while. It won't be forever. It's just the season that we're in right now, but it's a tough place to be for sure. It's a tough season. There's no 
way to get around it. It, it. it presents enormous challenges to just some of the most basic things in life, like, you know, how you, how you just uh, live your life daily, changing all your routines, your, the financial uncertainty that it, it brings, the, the fact that it, it brings, if you're a parent, the children, you know, out of school and into the home. You're, it's just in terms of during the school day, and it just creates a, a lot of challenges. And I'll, again, I'll try to help you with many of these challenges in the days and weeks to come through the various channels that I have to, to, to do that with, the writing and the speaking and all of that. But today I, I wanted to just say, can we just look at some things, you know, let's maybe 15 feel-good facts, just disparate sort of listing of stuff that's out there, just to kind of do a little, a little uh, transition from just dwelling on all of this stuff that's going on and kind of put a smile on your face and just say, you know, all is not bad and, and you know, things, uh, there's, there's good things out there and they come in a whole, a whole bunch of shapes and sizes. So I just want to spend this episode talking about some of these really positive things that I think will make you feel good and, and hopefully lift your spirit. And, and I'm going to be just all over the place with these, but let me just start with, uh, I just think this is kind of cool that dolphins actually give each other names. It's no secret that dolphins are incredibly intelligent. We know that uh, if you've ever been, you know, SeaWorld or all kinds of places, you know that. But they're so clever that they even identify each other by name. Now, you know, that doesn't mean that they're calling each other, you know, uh, Jim <laughs> or Kim, you know, or Marty, or Sally, or something like that. But they use signature whistles to call each other in the same way that we use names to identify a, a particular individual. According to the BBC, when the dolphins hear their own call uh, play back to them, they respond. They respond when they hear their own call. In other words, you know, when they when they hear that whistle and they say hey you know that's my whistle that's me they they respond to it and yeah i just think it's kind of one of these kind of cool thoughts to think they're not human beings they don't have names but they have found a way to communicate it's pretty neat why don't we stay in the ocean for a minute i think this is really encouraging the world's second largest coral reef is no longer endangered the belize barrier reef system 200-mile-long reef, which is part of a 600-mile system in Belize, after decades of work to protect and save the world's second-largest reef, it's been taken off of the endangered World Heritage Sites. It was put there in 2009, after which the Central American country placed restrictions on oil drilling and fishing and sensitive uh, for sensitive species and in fishing for sensitive species and oil drilling in sensitive areas. And it's believed now that it's safe from further damage as, as long as these uh, precautions stay in place. So, you know, we, we know that there's a lot of things environmentally that are concerning, but uh, hey, how about that? The second largest coral reef in the world is no longer endangered. 
All right, how about another one? We'll kind of stay in the world of animals. So the Tower of London, I've been there in, in London. It's a fortress, been standing for around a thousand years, has always had at least seven ravens. And that's in response to a royal decree by King Charles II in the 17th century that said that the tower will crumble to dust and great harm will befall the kingdom if the birds ever fled. And for the first time in 30 years, baby ravens were recently born in the Tower of London. Instead of bringing ravens in to make sure that there are at least seven ravens in the Tower of London so there will be no harm to the kingdom and the tower won't crumble to dust, but now for the first time in 30 years, they've been able to have baby ravens born right in the Tower of London. Again, just an encouraging thing, you know, just it's been 30 years and is it ever going to happen? Well, guess what? It did. And just like what we're in right now, is this ever going to end? Yes. And it's not going to take 30 years, by the way. It's going to end and life's going to return to normal. And maybe in some ways life will be better from the things that we've learned. But this much is for sure. We don't have to be concerned and we that things are going to to get back to where the way they were supposed to be because they certainly are. Here's another one. This is wild. And this happened eight years ago. An entire village in Spain won the lottery. Yeah, no joke. In 2012, the jackpot in Spain had reached $950 million. And so with the stakes that high, everyone in the tiny little village of Sodeto, 250 people decided, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong now that I think about in Spanish, it's probably different, but decided that they played the same numbers. And here's the numbers, 58268, 58268. And guess what? <laughs> they won. They won. They won. The $950 million lottery was won so that every resident took home at least a hundred and $30,000. And one ticket even paid out $520,000. That's just remarkable that people would get together, all play the same number, and they would all win. And this tiny little village would experience this incredible windfall. And for those of you that are into uh, income equality, there, there you go. Not one person got rich, but everybody in the whole town got rich. It's Pretty neat and encouraging story. So recently, the the Mr. Rogers movie was out with Tom Hanks and put a lot of focus on, on Mr. Rogers, who's quite an incredible person. I was just in Pittsburgh where he did his TV show. He was a Presbyterian minister and, and uh, you know, it, it, some of his famous lines, whenever there's a crisis like there is right now, he always would say, look for the helpers, look for the helpers. Look for those that are helping. It'll encourage you if you look at a crisis for the helpers. And so he had this incredible reputation for being one of the kindest men in America. Fred Rogers was his uh, actual name. And he was well known for wearing these uh, cardigan sweaters, right? Uh, zip up cardigan sweaters. And so you thought, I wonder where he bought those sweaters, you know, to be sort of, you know, would you be my neighbor? Let's put on our red sweater. 
but here's what's fascinating. In one of the episodes of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, he revealed that his mother hand-knit each of the sweaters that he wore. Hand-knit them. And what he said about them was that's one of the ways that she had of saying that she loved him, that she was showing her, her love for him, that she would knit him these sweaters and he would wear them on his TV show and couldn't go out and buy him homemade by mom. Pretty neat, pretty, pretty neat story. The mom who taught him to look for the helpers was the mom who said, let me knit these sweaters for you so you can wear them on your show. And every time he wore them, he knew that this was an act of love and care from his mom. And Again, here we are in this unusual season. Maybe you've got time like you haven't had before because all the things that you've done activity-wise have been shut down. What is Maybe there's something you could create. Maybe there's a project that you could do that would show love to your family or your friends or those that are in need. How can we turn this around make it something good and positive? Here's another feel-good story. City of Atlanta, one of the large cities in America, is turning seven acres of abandoned land into the largest public food forest, as they're calling it, in the United States. Atlanta decided the best use for some unused land was to help feed its citizens via the country's largest public food forest. It's a public space in the city where fresh produce will grow in trees, bushes, plants, and community garden beds. Seven acres will produce a wide range of nuts, fruits, vegetables, herbs, and mushrooms. How's that for a cool story? A food desert, as they say, if you've heard that phrase, you know, food desert where there isn't enough food. And of course, in the inner cities, not enough people get fresh fruit and vegetables, fruits and vegetables, as well as nuts, all these things that make for a healthy diet and and those of us that are fortunate enough to be able to afford them can buy them are fortunate enough to be able to go to local grocery stores just down the street and get what we need and yet other people who live in the inner city don't have that aren't blessed and fortunate that way and so the city of atlanta says we're going to do something about it we're going to take these seven acres of abandoned land and we're going to turn them into this this marvelous food forest for people to enjoy pretty good all right, here's the one I like. Cows have best friends. Turns out when cows are roaming around a grassy field, they're typically hanging out with one of their BFFs. Research conducted in 2013 by scientists at the University of Northampton, England, found that not only do cows have best friends, but they tend to get upset and stressed when they're separated from their besties. Researcher Krista McKellen Dr. Krista McClellan, I've spoken to a number of farmers who said that they do notice bonds building among their cows and that they spend a lot of time together, that they actually build these friendships and they hang out together producing milk. How about that? I mean, it's just kind of, a, it's got to put a smile on your face just to think about just funny, like, hey, here's. My best, my best buddy dolphins have got names for each other or their special whistles and now cows have their own best buddies. So good to know. And again, in this crazy season we're in, you know, where we can't hang out with our friends maybe like we once did, there's ways we can still stay connected through the marvelous 
uses of technology that we have today and I hope you're doing that. I hope you're FaceTiming and I hope you're Skyping and Zooming and whatever else you can do to keep your friendships going in this crazy time that we're in right now. All right, here's kind of a, a cool story. So there is uh, a village in, in uh, Rajasthan, India called uh, Piplantri. And there's a leader in that community who lost his 16-year-old daughter in 2006. And he wanted to do something to turn his grief uh, around and bring something hopefully positive out of it. And so he wanted to make sure that the, the village would treasure each baby girl that was born because traditionally daughters are not valued as much as sons in that culture. And so he set up an initiative that has a tree planted every time a, a girl is born in the village. This comes from the Guardian newspaper out of England. The new baby's parents also sign a legal affidavit confirming their daughter will receive an education and she will not be married before she's of legal age. And as of 2018, 350,000 trees have been planted. 350,000 trees. Wow, that's impressive. That is impressive. So, again, taking something so incredibly negative as the loss of a child and finding a way to make it positive, to plant this tree, to have this physical, visual evidence of your daughter, and again, to make sure that they get educated and they don't get married before they're legally supposed to be married, fantastic. Fantastic and encouraging thought for sure. Here's another great one. This is really neat. So there's a, a woman, got a crazy name, Amy Janzervitz. Janzervitz, I think is how you say it. Amy Janzervitz. She knows that kids want to see themselves represented in the world around them, and that certainly includes their toys. And so She's a resident of Wisconsin, and she makes custom dolls that have scars, birthmarks, or uh, various physical conditions and disabilities that match the children she's making them for. She told CBS News that it makes them feel they're not alone. Their logical brain knows that, that this is just, you know, uh, just, just a doll. That's, that's all it is. But... The innocent child part of them still feels like now I'm not the only one that looks this way. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing to do for a child to create these dolls that represent the way they look, that they're not perfect, that, that they have imperfections, as we all do, of course. And what a, what a beautiful thing she does, taking the time and the effort to create these dolls that will help these children. All right, here's another one. Kind of cool. The, in terms of uh, the environment, because of pollution, the Earth's ozone layer has seriously suffered. And that's, of course, no good for anybody because the fragile gas layer protects our planet and shields us from the sun's harmful ultraviolet rays. And that's why it is such a, a, a great piece of news that climate change experts believe that the ozone layer will fully heal within 50 years. This is from a report in the United Nations. The recovery is, is in thanks to a large part of it to the Montreal Protocol of 1987, which put a global ban on the use of one of the main culprits of the damage, which is chlorofluorocarbons, uh, chlorofluorocarbons, CFOs, uh, 
have been common in refrigerators and aerosol cans and dry cleaning chemicals, and those were banned, and that was banned a long time ago. Again, 1987, many, many years ago, and the last 33 years, there's been a healing of the ozone layer, and it's believed that in another 50 years, the ozone layer will be completely healed. Did you know that? Hey, that's encouraging. That's good news. Really good news. Really good news. How about another from the world of science? You know Jonas Salk, you know that name Jonas Salk, the man who invented the polio vaccine? Vaccine. Polio vaccine could have made him millions and millions, really billions of dollars by patenting it. He did not do it on purpose. According to Forbes, they believe he could have made as much as $7 billion. Instead, he chose not to do that. When he was interviewed by CBS News back in 1955, he said, well, there is no patent. And so Edward R. Morrow said, well, you know, why not? Why, why didn't you do it? Why didn't you patent? He said, well, uh, could you patent the sun? That was his attitude. His attitude was, I did this for humanity. I did this to save millions of lives, spare people untold suffering. I didn't do it to make money. But a fantastic attitude, an encouraging thing to just ponder it here today. Here's kind of a cool one. Here we got Disneyland, Disney World closed. So how about a Disney one? Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse had one of the most enduring romances, right? In history. But behind the scenes, the story is really even sweeter. Wayne Alwine, the man who played the voice of Mickey, fell in love and married Russie Taylor, the woman who played the voice of Minnie. We just started hanging out as pals and, you know, doing the job together. And next thing you know, we were an item, Taylor recalled to Variety. We said fun. He was the best. He was a wonderful man. He was a good man. He was a kind man. And out of their work together doing Mickey and Minnie Mouse, they ended up falling in love and getting married. How's that for a romance story? So you can close Disney World, Disneyland down, but you can't take away these really cool stories of, of the neat things that have happened through the years in, in the Disney environment in in the world of disney and there's a kind of a cool fact for you for sure how about this one volunteers in canada reply to letters to santa from all over the world when children write a letter to santa around christmas most of the mailed messages end up in canada so the letters say santa claus north pole so Canada Post volunteers reply to the millions of letters that come in each year in more than 30 different languages, including Braille. Uh, isn't that neat? These kids write these messages to Santa as if they would ever be answered. And in fact, these folks take the time and put forth the effort to answer millions of letters that come in. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. Here's another one. Speaking of kids. Spending time in the hospital, you know, it can never be fun, certainly for children. And however many people go through this coronavirus, virus, COVID-19 are going to have to maybe some spend some time in the hospital. But man, for kids, it's really heartbreaking. So there's a team of window washers nationwide who want to do something to cheer kids up. So what they do is they put on superhero costumes and then they rappel down the side of buildings in these hospital buildings, they knock on the glass. I mean, imagine a kid sitting there in bed and just so sad, and all of a sudden, someone in Spider-Man, you know, comes walking down the glass and waves at him. I mean, it just—it's really neat. What a what a cool, uplifting thing to do 
to just uh, brighten a child's day in the midst of their suffering and all the things that they're going through. And these things are happening every day, friends. These things are happening every day. While, again, this is a bad situation. It's a negative situation. And, you know, you can't put lipstick on a pig. It is what it is. But there are good things that have been happening. There are good things that are happening. There are good things that are continue to happen in our world. And this present crisis will pass, but the good stuff will last and will continue on. And, and that's that's worth remembering today. How about one more? Back to the animal world. I mean, is really, you think about what is like as cute, cute as you can get, you know, like pandas. Like, I've, have you ever been to a zoo, like, and seen these pandas? I was at the National Zoo in D.C. when they had a, a new baby panda born. I mean, it's just like cuteness on overdrive. I mean, koalas and panda bears, right? They are unbelievable. Well, there was a point where uh, pandas were on the brink of extinction. And now giant pandas have been removed from the endangered species list, according to CNN. They're still deemed vulnerable, but listen, the number of giant pandas increased between 2004 and 2014 by 17%, according to the World Wildlife Fund. I mean, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's remarkable to see. That's a huge increase in a fairly short period of time. So there you go. Another really good piece of news of good stuff that's happening. So I just hope these, these 15 feel-good facts have, have just uh, boosted your spirits a little today, have uh, maybe given you, you know, a, a little attitude adjustment today and helped you to take your mind off of uh, the present crisis and outbreak and realize that there are good things, then there'll be good things, and there's things that make you smile and uh, if we can get our minds off of this and think about these other things, we'll all be in, in, in better shape. So I hope this episode, episode has helped you and, and um, encouraged you today. And I look forward to seeing you again next week on the Point of Impact podcast. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.